All right, y'all, welcome back to episode number four of the Rags to Richness podcast, where we tell other creative entrepreneur stories in hopes that it brings some motivation and some inspiration to y'all as you're on your journey. I always say that we don't have a roadmap for what we do. So my goal with this is just to have conversations with really talented and driven people in hopes that it gives y'all a little bit of a guide. So I'm Nehemiah Wilson, your host. Y'all know me already. It's episode four. If you don't, you can follow me right here on Instagram. Tap in with me if you want more of this type of content. But enough about me. Let's learn about our wonderful guest, Martin Oliver, fashion designer, fashion brand owner, and not just some of these Atlanta people who print on gilded t-shirts, but someone who actually designs and handcrafts his stuff. Not, I mean, you're not in the lab with it, you know, in the factory, you're not actually making it, but let me, I don't need to introduce you, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, whatever you wanna say to everyone at home. What's going on, y'all? My name is Martin Oliver, I'm a creative director, um, stylist, professional basketball player too, also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did I, not know that. Yeah. Since I came to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I've really been on the scene as far as fashion and things of that nature. And I, I'm coming off an injury, so I uh, sprained a lower, um, sprained a tendon in my lower back. You know what I'm saying? So I've been focusing on that thing. So I really haven't been uploading that much content on my social media as far as basketball. But yeah, I really get busy too on that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have you, bro. For sure. This is going to be a good conversation. You and I met at the shoot with Amari Noel. You were styling for her shoot, right? Absolutely. You were just around. She wore one of your pieces. Just one, right? Yeah, just one. The one that's actually on the screen up there. The yeah, green yeah. cardigan. The it's green it's cardigan. a cardigan, right? Yep, yep. I want to make sure I'm respecting the pieces. No, nah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you styled her. She looks super dope. And then we just got to chopping it up and just talking for like 15, 20 minutes. We was locked yeah. in just talking about random stuff. So I was like, I need this man on the podcast. No, so. facts. Yeah, it was a dope conversation. Yeah, so tell us more about what you do, bro. Like, this is the question I always start with. Like, what do you do that gives us a good leeway into, you know, what we could talk about next? But just tell people who don't know about you. I know you said creative director, fashion designer, all of that. But when someone comes up to you and says, bro, what do you do? How do you answer that question? Um, how I answer that question now is, first off, I just say I'm a stylist. Um, I feel like um, that's who I identify myself as of right now. I mean, I'm always love style. I'm always love being a stylist. But when it's all said and done, I want to be just more than that. But I feel like it depends on what um, where you at in life. It's how you define yourself. You know what I'm saying? You you started off doing music videos, but now you're doing podcasts. So you, you add into your name, you add into your brand, you know what I'm saying? So you might want to define yourself as something different at a different point in time mm. in your life. Yeah, so um, I just introduced myself as a stylist right now just because I'm from Chicago. I'm in Atlanta now. I'm, no, I'm not an NBA, so I'm pretty sure if I introduce myself as a basketball player, you know what I'm saying? That people won't even really be that familiar with me, mm. but... If people look at me up and down where I'm in a room, I'm pretty sure if I say I'm a stylist, they go, oh, okay, I can see it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're going to want to look into it and things like that. So, yeah, that's how I identify myself. Yeah, this is something that a lot of us run into in this city and really around the United States. Like, we're so multifaceted. And it's like, how do we introduce ourselves when people ask, what do you do? Because we do a lot of stuff. We were just talking off camera about how we do everything right now. And we're starting to, like, think about hiring people and stuff. But as far as the core of what we do, we're in so many different pockets, right? So what's your thought process as far as like, I know you just said as a stylist, it's the easiest one that people can connect to. It's obvious that you are a stylist, but why that one over 
professional basketball player, all these different things. Like, do you think it's too difficult to talk about all these things? Is it just easier to lead with you being a stylist? Like, dig into a little bit more of that reasoning. Um, yeah, I like to um, define myself as a stylist because, yeah, that's easier to sell to everyone off physical, off a physical look. You know what I'm saying? Now, when people, now when I start to create those personal relationships with, you know what I'm saying, different people, then that's when they get to learn more about me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But just for like, f like upfront purposes, I'm just yeah, I'm a stylist, mm -hmm. and I feel like I have a pretty attractive look when you, once you look at me. So you know what I'm saying, okay, he's a stylist. Okay, let's network. Okay, I have this shoe coming up. Okay, I have this show coming up. Okay, we can work together. Okay, now we mm -hmm. create getting meetings, and now we getting to know me as a person. Yeah, I play basketball too. Okay, well I have an um, NBA player who might want to be in some of your clothes, or who might need a stylist. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we can talk about those lanes. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, so. That makes a lot of sense. You mind grabbing your phone real quick just so it's not buzzing? Appreciate it. So with the styling piece, you just feel like that's the strongest part of you right now? That's the easiest to lead into different opportunities and relationships? or? Um, I don't feel like that's the strongest part of me right now. Okay. But I feel like that's the easiest thing for me easiest. right now. What's yeah. the strongest? Um, I feel like the strongest part of me is um, having a sense for art. Hmm. Yeah, when I say having a sense for art, I mean as far as designing pieces, as far as um, creative directing an event, um, creating directing, um, yeah, creating directing an event, styling someone, you know what I'm saying? Um, I like using the camera too, like, you know what I'm saying? So I have my own camera, I have my own technology, and I have my own setups and things like that. So just um, architecture and um, I like doing a lot of stuff with that. So yeah, that's basically what it is for real, for real. Like, I'm just real good with art, man. I mm -hmm. love art. That's why I play basketball. Basketball is an art. Absolutely. I love music. I, I identify myself to music. If I'm going through some of the toughest times of my life, I look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was going through one of the toughest times of my life, um, I got over it just because I was listening to someone who was kind of like delivering the same messages that I was going through. Mm -hmm. So it made me not feel alone. Right. And that's the like, when that's how you know that you're a great artist when you can touch somebody on more than a, just a physical level you mm -hmm. get what i'm saying mm -hmm. so yeah you mean like a surface level like oh this song hard like i'm yeah. bumping in the car yeah but you connect to like a life experience that they're Absolutely. going through yeah that makes sense is that something that you want to do with your art holistically is what just touch people want to do yeah for sure yeah for sure uh when i um when people look at my when people when i leave my stamp on people i don't want people to just look at me as a person who just um, does fashion, I want people mm -hmm. to look at me. I like Virgil gave a great uh, Ruji. Uh, Ruji is my favorite creative director. Um, you know who Ruji is? Mm -mm. Ruji is the creative director for Rue. He's the owner and creative Rue. director for Rue. He's also the creative director for Bally also. Rue mm -hmm. as an R-U-E? Or is that something different? Rude. You know what the Rude, Rude. Yeah. Gotcha. I just heard you wrong. Okay. Yeah, his name, the clothing line Rude. Um, Ruji is the... Um, the creative director slash owner for that brand. And I feel like um, he's leaving his mark as more than just the owner and creative director for Rude, because now he's getting bigger endorsements as far as Valley and, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, other things that I'm pretty sure that I haven't found out about yet, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's doing a great job at that. So, you know what I'm saying? I kind of like get inspired by those types of people, and you know what I'm saying? I just move based on like what I'm inspired by, to say. Mm. Yeah. So you look up to a lot of these people. Do you think like, what would this person do in this situation and kind of move that way? Or do you just kind of look at like 
certain moments they might have hit and aspire toward those? Um, so I feel like everybody's journey is different. So I don't kind of base my journey off of um, or how somebody else would think. Mm. That's what makes me me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of keep my thoughts and movements original. Um, I just simply just get inspired by what they're doing. And it can, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, I see that he's doing this and I see how he did that. Okay. So I know what direction I need to go to. I just need to put my twist on it. Gotcha. Yeah. So is that something conscious you do? You're like, say, like, Ruji did some something and you're like, oh, he did this. He made these type of shoes. Are you also going to make shoes or do you take pieces from that shoe and help it influence, say, like a cardigan that you make or something like that? Like, what is that inspiration process uh, look yeah. like for you? Um, so what I get from him is um, don't put yourself in a box, mm-hmm. you know, like. Um, so it's more like high level principles yeah. that influence this, like how your art comes to life instead of like he did shoes, I'm doing shoes. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. It's like. um he got jewelry. He got uh, clothes. Obviously, he has shoes. He has he has everything now. You know what I'm saying? He just did a a photo shoot in a gas station. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And he created, directed the whole thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? And this and this it's just dope. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of get inspired by those things, and I see those things, and it's not like oh okay, I need to do a photo sh- uh, photo shoot in a gas station, but it's like okay, I just know I need to think outside the box if I want to be different mm. and if I want to keep elevating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's what I get from those types. That's how I get inspired from those type of people. Yeah. And are those messages really obvious? Like, are they saying, "Hey, be your own person," you know, do your own thing, or do you just pull those messages out from the the way you see them operate? Um, me personally, I feel like it'd be obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grab things on a deeper level, and I feel like most creators and artists do, um, as far as like fashion and uh, things that have to do with just clothes in general. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I saw a shirt, um, like if I saw this shirt, somebody be, might be like, oh, hey, I like to how that shirt fits on you. But I might look at the shirt and be like, uh, yeah, it might fit on you well, but the quality is, isn't that good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the different grasp of it. You know what I'm saying? And that could be the difference of whether you sell a shirt or not, or that could be the difference of the next level. Like somebody might buy that shirt, this collection, but just because of the material of it, they probably won't by the next collection just because they know that your material is poor you know what mm. i'm saying so yeah it's, it's i'm just i just think of a different level of things like that so you're saying you think past like one thing yeah. you're thinking more long term or am i missing what you're pointing yeah, i think long term okay yeah absolutely. so and that the example you just gave but the shirt you're not thinking just about like how to get one sale yeah. and make it like look good on people you're also thinking about the whole experience surrounding absolutely what you're pushing out right yeah i think that's a great way to describe the first impression that i had on your stuff mm-hmm. right like when you were showing me some of your collection before it dropped you had amari and one of the cardigans i definitely realized like i said to everybody at the beginning you're not one of these people who just are printing on gilded t-shirts and trying to make a bunch of money with e-commerce you really care about the craft and the experience that people have surrounding your clothes so mm-hmm. what would you describe that experience as like what do you what experience are you are you creating for people through your your clothes? Um, I feel like it's just love and passion. You know, I feel like um, twenty twenty created a wave of entrepreneurship. It really did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, entrepreneurship isn't a wave; it's it's a passion. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. when you self invested in anything, you have to you have to fall in love for it. Or nine times out of ten, you'll you'll fail at it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people stop doing it because they don't get the the sales that they got. Sometimes people get tired of it just because of what they're going through in life. Mm-hmm. But when you're going through stuff in life and you're doing what you truly love, 
life doesn't, you know what I'm saying, you usually don't let <clears throat> life grasp what you love to do. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I'm a basketball player, boom, I'm on a professional team, I'm in college. Just because I do bad on assignment don't mean that I'm not going to go get in the gym because I know that the gym is my peace haven. And it's been at times, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I just feel like it's love and passion. I feel like that's the difference between a lot of clothing lines or just self-invested, self-investors failing and succeeding. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. yeah, it's just a lot of love and passion, man. I don't think about the money. I don't think about the sales. I don't think about the cloud. I don't think about none of that. I just do what I like to do. I just do what I love to do. And that's why I feel like I get the feedback that I get. And I just mm. be myself, you know, like... Throughout my whole life, like I've never been a type of person to fit in. I've never been a type of yes mm-hmm. man or none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't. I was blessed enough to not go through a lot of the things that certain individuals go through because I was always just myself. Never cared about what people thought about me, and I was just. I feel like you go through different phases of your life, right? Oh, so, yeah, so like um, early on, right? So I got into. I really started to get into fashion in college. Mm-hmm. And um, I went, I will, um, like I was always into sneakers and stuff like that, but I will, I will uniform in high school. So um, I'll just focus on my shoes and my jackets, you know what I'm saying? Because we got to wear That's all y'all khaki wear. bottoms and blue tops, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but once I got into college, I started like dressing a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But I was always ahead and people can see that I was ahead, but they didn't know that I was ahead. You know what I'm saying? They just thought I was like, oh shit, my phone. Uh, people always knew that I was ahead, but they didn't. People could see that I was ahead, but they didn't know I was ahead. So I would wear something, and they would be, "Yo, Martin, bro, like, why are you wearing that?" Or, "Oh, you got on them skinny jeans, but they too tight." Or, "You got on them big jeans, they too tight." I'm like, "Nah." And I was wearing like middle school, like around there. Nah, this was in college. Mm. Like, this was in college, bro. Like, I went to HBCU. I went to Central State University in Ohio, and um, I'm going with going to school with like a lot of Midwest people. Like, and um, I'm from Chicago, and it's a lot of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? People there. And one thing about Detroit and Chicago, they're very um, invested with designer. Mm. They just think designer is fashion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And designer I mean, is not that's fashion. Here too. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta too, also. Yeah. yeah. And that was my biggest thing that I learned about Atlanta. Like, because I was staying in Ohio beforehand. And when I moved, I was just, just questioning, like, man, I know I stand in Ohio, but when I get to Atlanta, I know it's a lot of people doing the same thing that I'm pursuing. Mm-hmm. So how would my impact be in Atlanta when I got down here? It was still the same thing. People still looked at me the same way that they looked at me when I walked in rooms in Ohio as Atlanta. Mm. And that gave me all the confidence in the world. It's like no matter where you at or where you from, if you supposed to stand out, you're going to stand out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just I love and passion just being myself is where I, how I got to where I am today. Yeah, that's dope, bro. I'm going to say this out in the air before I forget. Two things about standing out. One, how is that useful to your brand? Don't answer that yet. And then two, were you always like this? Let's start with the were you always like this, because I want to dig back into like who you are, where as a child and stuff like that. Because I was homeschooled until ninth grade, and then homeschooled from ninth grade until like I graduated. So it was I did this co-op thing where I went to school some days and then was home for other days from ninth to twelfth grade. So I always struggle with standing out and feeling like an outcast and not with the in crowd. I was very sheltered, so I didn't know a lot about pop culture and music and stuff, which is kind of cool that I'm working in this now um, and catching up. But I still deal with the fact that like, I feel like I'm behind 
because I'm not in with what everyone else is doing. So I want to ask you, like, what would you say to someone like that who's like, like, I want to fit in. Like, I don't want to stand out. Standing out is uncomfortable or I feel like I do stand out and I'm uncomfortable with it. Like, what would you say to those people? Um, I feel like it depends on what you want to do with your life on whether you want to fit in or where you want to stand out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, there's a, it's always a role for everybody in every situation. You know what I'm saying? If somebody who want to fit in can be right behind the scenes of a big artist. But if you want to stand out, you can be that big artist. You know what I'm saying? So it just all depends on what you want to do with your life. That's, you know what I'm saying? And from day one, I just, everybody always saw it in me. Like everybody always knew that I would like amount to something just because I always stood out in some way, whether it was basketball, whether it was just not getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Not for, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I really from Chicago for real. Like I grew up in the trenches, but I ain't finna just sit up here and say like I was just going around just doing all the stuff that my friends was doing. Yeah. And I stood out because of that. It's like, yeah. okay, you know what I'm saying? Tell me more about that before we move on. Because I was just talking to my previous guest and he was talking about that too. And I'm starting to see maybe a pattern with people like us. We don't really just go with what everyone else is doing. We're like, that's cool. I mean, I'm happy it's working for y'all. And sometimes it's not. Like that's we don't see the longevity and gang banging that type of thing. Yeah. We're gonna go this way instead. Right. I grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't grow up around that. Right. right? Yeah. But talk to me more about that. Like, why did you decide to go this way instead of that way? Uh it was craziest, like I wasn't even scared of the consequences behind doing stuff that they was doing, mm-hmm. like all my homies was doing. Mm-hmm. I just know I ain't want to follow up under nobody. So most of the ah. time they was doing stuff, it's like I ain't trying to be like y'all. Like you were just trying to be different. Yeah, for the sake just, of being different, just yeah. because that's how you, who you felt you were. Yeah, for gotcha. sure. And then I know I had a. I know I was. I know by the time like I really like was. You know what I'm saying like hanging around outside. You know what I'm saying in the trenches and stuff like that. I started at the same time like I, I was doing. I started to notice that I was real good in basketball. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then I had an older brother, and he was in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? He was really in the streets and stuff mm. like that. So like, so you saw firsthand like yeah. what that life was like. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like firsthand, like, you know what I'm saying? And it was, it wasn't really like my brother. Yeah, he tried to influence me to, you know what I'm saying, not go his route. But I'm not an easily influenced person. So if I mm. want to do something, I'm gonna do it. No matter who tell me what. You know what I'm saying? That's always how I've been. But it was more so like, yeah, I just don't want to be like y'all. Like, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care if y'all doing what y'all getting out of what y'all doing. If it's something good, negative, like it just ain't me. Like I don't want to be, I don't want to follow up after that. You know what I'm saying? And after I got on, after I got like, as like I matured fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of stuff that made me mature fast, and it it just opened my eyes up even more. Like then, you know what I'm saying? It should have at that at, when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was hard. You feel me? But I ain't gonna sit here and say I ain't make mistakes because I was bad. Like <laughs> I got an order. Like on some real stuff. Like I really got an order. I say. When stuff started getting real around like seventh grade, okay, like that's you know what I'm saying, like yeah, that's when that's when it was getting trenched. Like you know what I'm saying, like it, it ain't just like kids just going off throwing rocks at people cars. You know what I'm saying? We did that mm-hmm. sixth, fifth grade. I was doing that, but when stuff got like you know what I'm saying, like real trenches, like you know what I'm saying, like people just doing all type of it's like all right. I ain't doing all that yeah, now. We was, I was doing cool that. With the little rocks, yeah. but I ain't doing all that. Serious now. Nah, nah. I, I wasn't going that route, and I know that I wasn't going that route. So yeah, that just you know what I'm saying. It's just mm. I always have my own man. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think that's just who you are? Do you think your upbringing helped shape you to be like that? Uh, yeah. I just feel like it was who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I got a I got a younger sister and an older brother. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know what I'm saying. We all went through things, but like, I just felt like. I just, you know what I'm saying? I just I just felt like I was just different. Like, not from my sister. I am. I'm different from my sister and my brother. Like, we all different in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
My sister had a kid in high school, and I love him to death. I love my sister and my nephew to death. My brother dropped out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Love him to death. He's doing great. Both of my both of my siblings are doing great. Mm -hmm. But I graduated from high school. You know what I'm saying? I graduated from college. I, you know what I'm saying? I played basketball at the pro level. You know what I'm saying? So we all had our different parents. We just all we all had our different roles of life. I just we just all ended up successful in different things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just always had my my own mind. Always. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just asking because I know there's some people that are like, you know, nature versus nurture. Like, where does it come from? And I feel the same way, bro. Like, I'm the oldest of three. So I have a younger sister and then a younger brother. But we're all pretty close in age. And I've always felt different. Like, but different in a good way. So not with the homeschool stuff, but different in the sense of like, I know where I'm going, what I want to do, and I'm going to go get it regardless. And I think that mindset is just, I, I feel like some of it has to do with how you are as a person. Maybe your chemical makeup, like who you were created to be. And then like also a mix of your circumstance. Like for me, I've always just been a kid who is like, I'll do whatever it takes to get what I want. And my parents encouraged that. So I feel like that combination of stuff just pushed me to where I am now to have this unwavering confidence and faith in me and what I can do, you know? And that I can, anything that I can look for, I can achieve. So is that something similar that you had growing up or were you always pretty independent when it came to your drive as a person? Um, I was, um, I would say I was more independent. Like I'm the middle child and um, I don't know how other people experience was as a middle child, but like there were certain battles that I felt like I dealt with that my, my brother and my sister didn't deal with, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like as growing up as a middle child, not saying that my mom didn't show me love because she showed me love, but I feel like sometimes when you're a middle child, there's a hard balance between your mom still has to show your first, her mm -hmm. first child love and she mm -hmm. still has to show her oldest child love because, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's, it's just a battle. And then I was the only one that grew up, grew up without a father mm. for a point. Of, you know what I'm saying? My, I ain't have a father growing up, so. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of make a lot of choices independently. That made me independent right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. My mom couldn't be with me every step of what my every step of the way in my life, so I knew that. Mm -hmm. So I had to just make a lot of decisions on my own. And yeah, I'm just happy that I'm happy. I don't regret nothing about how I grew up at all because it, you know what I'm saying, it, it made me who I am today. And I still have flaws, but I embrace them. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'm and I work on them. So yeah, that's basically what it is. I just grew up independently, but it made me who I am today, so I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah, and then coming back to your brand, like how does that self-independent, self-drive influence how you create? And why do you think that sets you apart from other brands? Can you uh, ask that question again? Yeah, so we're talking about just independence and being self-driven, right? And just your confidence in who you are. Mm -hmm. How does that influence how you create? I'll just ask it like that. Uh, how does it influence me on how I create? Mm -hmm. um, I just, I just, I just, I just carry a confidence about myself, and you know what I'm saying, and, and, and a certain level of arrogance. I feel like when you're doing anything self-invested, you have to have a separate, a, a certain level of arrogance, mm. or you will get lost in who you are. And mm. as, as in that field, I would say, you know what I'm saying, because there are a lot of people doing a lot of stuff in whatever field you want to do. Yeah. That's self-invested, so you have to have that self-confidence and that self-arrogance. So um, I just intertwine that with the love and the passion that I have for clothes. Mm. And I just, okay, I see that he doing this, I see that she doing this, okay. I know that they're not me, so I know that I, it's going, 
whatever I put out is going to be nice. I just got to make sure that it's me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, that's the, that's the only thing. I feel like um, a lot of the times people put out things, not just, not just even, you know what I'm saying, designers and even artists who make music, they put out things that's not really them mm-hmm. and they don't get the feedback that they want to get. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes people can sense that it's not you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that it's not authentic. It's not authentic. It's not yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of artists get penalized for putting out some of the music that they put out because people know that it's not them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just feel like it comes out of like me just knowing who I am as a person and just coming with that 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 that, that confidence and that self arrogance. Yeah, when you say arrogance, because I know that word is very negative to some people. Like when people think about arrogant people, they think about people who's like, "I'm that nigga." Like you walk in a room and you tell people you're that nigga. But I feel like confidence is like believing that internally. Yeah. You know. So is that what you mean by arrogance, or do you mean like walking in certain rooms and like letting people know at the same time? Um, I said self arrogance. So self self arrogance. You could walk in. There's a difference between you walking in confident and be like, okay, I got this. You know what I'm saying? But when you walking in that room, man, I ain't even worried about what they got going on. I know I'm. I'm knowing that. I'm knowing that. That's self arrogance. But you ain't letting people know that you're saying that right. you're feeling that way. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right, of course. Right. But yeah. it's just the self arrogance, and it's okay. I, mm. I feel like um I I really don't like when people try to like. Um, limit how people should feel about themselves. Mm. If you want to say that you're self-arrogant, if you want to say that you're cocky, if you want to say that you're confident, let that be who you are. And I feel like a lot of people be unhappy in life just because they want to change the narrative on who they are. Why do you have to change the narrative on who you are? Mm. Why? Just live, just you know what I'm saying? Just accept who you are. If there's something wrong with who you feel like, if there's an area that you feel like you, that you need to improve on, improving in that area. But you living for yourself, not for what people think about you. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I say self arrogance. Like, yeah, just it's just a tremendous amount of confidence to to sum it all up. Yeah. So you were always this type of person to be like, I know who I am, I know what I want, I'm going to get it. Like you never struggle with like, who am I? I don't know what I want to do. People want me to kinda of go this way and I want to go this way, but I'm not really sure. Were you always just like, This is me, this is what I'm doing, that's what we're doing? Uh Nah, I can't say that. Um, so just being honest, just being like very transparent, I felt like a lot of athletes go. Th- so I was in college. I was an athlete, started everything. But there's a realization that a lot of college athletes go to, which is I'm not going to the NBA. Mm. When a lot of co- college athletes realize that they're not going to the NBA, it's like, OK, what do I do now? Mm. You know so you were you were aiming for the NBA. Yeah, I'm sure a lot sure. of people at that level are. Absolutely. So where did you land? What professional league did you land in? Uh, I was playing in a TBL and I had a di- couple different contracts, but I messed my back up and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? I've just been chilling. Mm. But What's um, the TBL? Uh, the professional, oh wait, the the basketball league. It's like a step under the G League. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't watch basketball yeah. like that. So it's a, it's know, a real bro. good league. It's a okay. real good league. Yeah. But, um, I felt like I found out who I was when I found out who I was outside of basketball. Mm. Because so of, that happened after you realized you weren't going to go to the uh, NBA or nah. after you hurt your back? No, nah, it happened in college. In college, okay. It happened in college um, when I started like, like really like dressing and mm-hmm. really getting into fashion. I just I realized what my other strong points was in life was mm-hmm. just fashion. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot a lot of athletes struggle with finding out who they are outside of basketball. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you put your whole identity in this thing. Exactly. You have to to get to that level. Exactly. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's like when you self you put your you know what I'm saying you self invest. Your whole, you put everything, 
everything into one basket your whole life and then when that don't turn out it's like what do i do now yeah and, and even who am i and like who am i did you struggle with that like kind of an identity crisis a little bit or you were just kind of like mm, let's pivot nah i ain't struggled with it just because of the fact that i'm not a person who overthinks anything i don't really think about <laughs> i just roll with the punches i don't really yeah. think about a lot of stuff because mm -hmm. i feel like that's what creates depression and things like that mm -hmm. so it just rolled out and it just happened in front of my face honestly speaking like you feel me like <clears throat> i was um I was playing basketball, boom. I'm, uh, I pledged Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated at Central State University, Dr. Z chapter. And um, after I got offline, after I got done, after I crossed over, man, I was just getting like my feedback from like, cause you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I wasn't getting dressed like that. So once I started back getting dressed, it was just like, I was getting my feedback was crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And after that, it was just like, okay, yeah, this it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is it. This is it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I kept it bottled in just for so long just because I felt like uh, people were still looking at me to, you know what I'm saying, play high level NBA and overseas, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, all gotcha. that, you know what I'm saying? So I kept it bottled in. Yeah. But then after I graduated, I just embraced it. So just, it was just like, like a snap, like you graduated and you were like, all right, let's just yeah. go. I mean, I was still playing. Like, after I graduated, I still played professional, mm -hmm. but I, I was juggling both lanes. Right. But then, like, I had to understand that it's hard to master two things at once. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when you think of Kanye, like, once Kanye ain't sad with Yeezy, his music career slowed down. When Jay-Z, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, Beyonce, when they, you know what I'm saying, really started to make the money that they was making, mm -hmm. their music slowed down. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's from what I've, what I've observed about things, it's, it's hard to be great at multiple things at one time. So I just had to understand that I got to focus on this at one time and then, okay, if you, like right now I'm focusing on fashion, boom. Once I get fashion, once I get my clothing line where I want it to be and once I get a certain amount of clients where I feel like I have control over what I can do, you know what I'm saying? Then I'll, okay, I got this under control. All right, now I'm gonna go play professional. I'm gonna go see, like, that's still be in my mind. You know what I'm saying? But we never know. I don't never know. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't really think about too much stuff like ahead, ahead. I just just take things day by day, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it be. Yeah, that makes sense. I wanna learn more about what you wanna do after fashion. I know you say you don't think about it too much, so let's take the space to think about it. I'm curious, like you said, going overseas, playing basketball, that type of thing. Um, but that's a very real thing I'll just say before we do move on. Like, that's something that I've talked to people close to me about. Like, they're like, you can't do everything, Nehemiah. <laughs> like, we see you have passion for making music and for shooting videos and for fashion even, all these different things, but it's very difficult, if not impossible, to do multiple things at a high level. Mm -hmm. So right now, obviously, fashion is your high level thing, right? right. I mean, I've never been in a, this is the, <laughs> the first room I've been in with this many shoes. I thought my girl had a lot of shoes. And I've seen this on TV, but it's crazy to be here in person. I feel like I'm on set of uh, <laughs> Complex. The joint where they do that, uh, whatever the Joe, Joe Fresh Good, yeah, whatever Fre yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's crazy. I'm gonna interview that man one day. Yeah, he crazy. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna interview Joe Fresh Goods one day. I'm going to interview him. We'll put that on the record. But sure. yeah, man, I wanna like after this, and not to rush you to that. Mm -hmm. I know people are like, what's next for you? What's next? But let's let's not think of it as like, what are you doing next? But just like, where do you what do you dream about in terms of your creative career? What I dream about? Mm -hmm. Um. So right now, I do, I do a lot of things for my clothing line right now, you know what I'm saying? But I dream to just be a creative, a creative director for my brand. 
Like, for uh, your brand? Yeah, for my brand. Mm-hmm. Or for another big brand. I'll do that too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If, if Like the, what brand? Like Nike? Or is that too generic? Nah. That's too generic? Yeah, that's You thinking more foreign, like overseas? Yeah. Uh, what, what's your top, like maybe three? My top three? Mm-hmm. Um, if any of these people sent you emails, like, we want you to Creative Direct. You accept them immediately. Creative Direct. Um, I would Creative Direct for uh, Mesha Mahara. Mm-hmm. I like Mesha Mahara. I would Creative Direct for, um, let's say, I like Mesha Mahara. Uh, Y3. Y3. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. Y3. And I would Creative Direct for Amy. Amy. Yeah. You listed three I've never heard of. Yeah. Which tells me I'm not in the fashion world the way I want to be. Yeah. That's dope. You got pieces in your closet from these places? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's dope. So how, bro, tell me more about like, so I know you said that when you got to college, you started dressing and stuff like that. People started noticing. But like, how did you learn about the world of fashion? Because you said you always had like in middle school, you was putting the jackets on, the shoes as much as you could. But who were you looking at? How did you learn about what was cool, what was not, how to be different, what everybody else was doing? Were you on YouTube? Were you reading magazines? Like, how did you consume all of this and get to where you're at now? Um, pay attention to athletes. Athletes. Okay. Athletes got the you most money. You said that earlier. Yeah. yeah. They got the most money. So, and uh, most athletes <laughs> right. got stylists, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So, um, these stylists, they shop overseas, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So by them shopping overseas, they bring in stuff that's not going to be in until next year. So, you know what I'm saying? And I follow pages like Pro Trending, um, League Fits, and uh, this one NFL page. You know what I'm saying? And they tag the, they tag the brands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I just simply learn like that. Or um, I love when like fashion weeks come up because I watch all the fashion shows, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, that's how I get ideas and that's how I just know what's up and coming and things like that. So yeah. that's how I just get into it, man. I just, I'm a student of fashion, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's why, like, I could have been had a clothing line, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? I just had to, I felt like I had to groom myself more about fashion. I couldn't just come out with some shirts with a design on it, though. Because it would have showed. It would have showed. <laughs> it's like, bro, like, what is this? And then you yeah. come up, then you want to introduce a piece to somebody like Shay or... PJ Tucker or Offset, and then it's like these are people who into fashion that have high quality pieces. Right. They don't want to wear that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just about yeah, just studying studying fashion, man. I feel like any profession that you that you're doing, you have to study because mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll put out mediocre work, mediocre yeah. work. So your textbooks are other athletes. These pages that take their fits, put them on. You can study. Uh, what does that look like now? Because you said back then you were, you know, following these athletes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is your study routine a little more robust now? Like, are you on YouTube, like, looking at different silhouettes and, like, combinations, looking at these different fashion houses and the way that they design? Uh-huh. Or is it just like you just be on Instagram still like you were back when you were a kid? Uh, I mean, I still do it, but it's more complex now. Like, um, I be on a lot of high fashion. Like, I be on, like... Um, I'd be on Instagram just looking at like Celine, uh, mm-hmm. Y3, um, uh, Rue, uh, Ru, I love their layout. I love Celine's layout. So I, I just get different ideas and d- different inspirations from different pages. And then like I'm a creative director too. So I'm not just you know, like creating pieces or styling pieces. I'm actually like creating the layouts for my brand and for my websites and things like that. So I look at a bunch of, I look at a lot more stuff than I did when I was a kid, like younger. But I still keep up with the same routines that I had. I just enhanced them. I still right. I just added more things to that. 
Yeah. Is that because now you have your own brand? So now you're not just looking at the pieces and what goes together, but everything surrounding it, like how the social media page posts, Absolutely. what posts they're making, how to make a website. Cause you yeah. said you made your own website, yeah, right? Yeah, I made my own so website. All of that. Like you have to not just study fashion, but also how to have a fashion brand. Yeah. And do you think that from that, you will learn more about fashion just from looking at more of the things surrounding the clothes themselves? Uh, absolutely. You will learn a lot more about fashion if you will learn a lot about more about fashion if you um if you look at the things outside of fashion. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like um me personally, like the things that interest me the most is like backgrounds and aesthetics. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So um if I'm if I know that I can increase my level of aesthetics from just like a a graffiti wall to a more modern background, like, you know what I'm saying, downtown Atlanta or Rome or Italy or something mm -hmm. like that. Then it'll mm -hmm. be way easier to put a nice a, a, yeah. a piece in front of a dope background versus just putting it in, behind, in front of a graffiti wall. It makes you know a saying? lot of sense. Yeah, for so sure. you're thinking, again, going back to experience, not just the piece of pants, you know, but what experience and world are we creating around this that yeah. makes people want to buy mine over those? Exactly. That makes exactly, sense. Exactly, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So then what world are you creating with, with Von Oliver? Because I know, I mean, you talked about like just the love and passion part, and that makes sense from like a, a standpoint of what you're doing and like what you're pushing. But like, how do you want people to feel when they wear your stuff? I want people to feel expensive. I want people to feel high end. And that's what that's what my aims is for my brand. It's just not my brand. I also have a co-owner named Vonnie, which is his name is Vaughn. That's okay. why the it's Gosh, yeah. that makes sense. Now I was wondering where the Vaughn came yeah, from. Okay. Yeah, his name is Vaughn, yeah. So um and then I have two other people. his name is Dory and then another woman, her name well, one woman, her name is Ari. And mm. they both do a great job of, you know, fulfilling their roles. So um What are y'all's different roles? Um, Vonnie, he um more so handles the um, financial analytics. Um, mm -hmm. D uh, Dorian more so handles the um, the marketing schemes of things, and me and Ari just focus on the designs and the layouts, and um, you know what I'm saying, just the pieces at hand. Mm -hmm. And they work remotely. Yeah. And then you just you're doing all the physical stuff, so designing, fulfilling orders. Absolutely. Yeah. Dang. That's a lot. Yeah, but it's That's dope though. So you're the main leader with all of this. Like you have the vision, the ideas and stuff. Absolutely. And then you go to your team to help execute. Yeah. And and, gotcha. and, and um, it just, like I have say so, but like I'm not closed minded to where like, yo, this is what we're doing and I don't want to hear nothing else. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I, I have great people on my team that if I come to them with an idea and they're like, yo, Martin, nah, that, that ain't it. It's like, it's probably might be hard for me to say it because I feel like I study fashion, but yeah. I'm just not going to be closed-minded to their opinion because it's not just my brand, it's theirs too. So what, how does that work practically? Because for someone like, and I definitely relate to that, like someone who knows what they want, you're going to do it regardless, like you said earlier. How do you balance that with someone who comes and is like, that's not a good idea? Um, how does that feel at first when they say something like that? Uh, like if you're like, bro, I got this new idea for this cardigan, it's going to be green, it's going to have all the letters on it and yeah. stuff. And then... Dorian's like, mm, I don't think that's gonna work, bro. Like, what's your reaction to that? Well, like, let's just say, like, it's 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 so dope having like, let's just say, use Dorian as an example. I would come to Dorian and be like, all right, Dorian, this is what we're doing. I got this green card again, and Dorian might be like, I don't know. I tell Dorian like, yo, but then Dorian 
just being a, in charge of the marketing scans, he'd be like, okay, well, bro, I trust you. That's your, that's your lane. I'm not, you know what I'm saying, in charge mm -hmm. of the designs. So I'm gonna just believe, I trust you. Okay, boom, we good. Now, when it come to Ari, Ari is, you know what I'm saying, a female version of me. Gotcha. So, so y'all work more closely with the design part of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, she'd be like, oh, nah, Martin, like, like, I have certain pieces that I know, like, regardless of what anybody say, like, yo, this is, this is gonna work. But then, and those are the pieces that I'll present to them, like, okay, we coming out with this. Mm -hmm. But I also have pieces that be like, yo, how y'all feel about this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like it, but mm. I might be on the fence about it. So how do y'all feel about this? You so know you're already saying? going in more open-minded. Yeah. Like, I think this will be cool. Let me hear y'all's thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. But I definitely still have pieces just like, no, not, we have to come out with this. Like, I just Because you that. know. Yeah, I know. Like, you're the subject matter expert when it yeah. comes to fashion, what's going to work, what's not going to work, and all that. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's dope, though. It's so that's the funnest part about it is picking out the pieces mm -hmm. and just styling everything and just you know what I'm saying coming up with the designs and everything. That's the funnest part. What's your design process like? <sighs> picking out the pieces, deci deciding on what goes on what. Well, how do you even get there? Like the ideation process of like making something like we keep going back to the green cardigan because mm -hmm. that's the one that sticks in my brain the most yeah. but like for all the pieces like where do you start do you like look at other stuff and you're like that's cool that's cool that's cool we'll take all of that and make something do you just go off of your brain like how do you do you draw with the pen and paper like run me through the whole like from brain to in hand what does that look like um so one everything comes from inspiration so i might be saying something at, at a fashion show and i'm like dang that's dope mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna keep that on mine or I might see someone on a rap or or athlete. Okay, boom. All right, so you know what I'm saying I can kind of gravitate towards that piece of one of my collection. Okay, I'm not gonna get that piece, but I can you know what I'm saying do my research on something similar to that. And then once that, okay, boom. So I know I have to make my piece different. So let me add my own design to it. I do know how to draw, so I, I sketch out all my all of my pieces. Did you learn how to draw in school, or you just practice? I just grew up know how to draw. Like That's I just fine. stopped drawing when I started playing basketball. Mm -hmm. So. I just picked up a pencil and you know I'm saying I just started sketching everything again and um it helps everything. It helps it, it helps so much better when you got everything sketched out. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, and then um once I pick out the pieces and once we pick out the pieces and we pick out the designs for the pieces, you know what I'm saying, it's um yeah, we send everything over to the manufacturers and the vendors and we handle things like that and then after that it's more so us um in question what type of models do we want to advocate our pieces in? Mm -hmm. So, and does that depend on like what feel you're trying to go for with a certain collection, as far as the models that you select? Um, so I keep my feel the same. I feel I keep my um, diverse, mm -hmm. whether it's um, Asian, Korean, African American, Caucasian. I I keep everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't want um, a certain race to only feel like they can wear my clothes. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why if you go on my page, I have Caucasian models, I have African-American models. Um, I'm coming out with an Asian model. I'm coming out with a Korean models, Mexican, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Hispanic models. So yeah, I just, you know what I'm saying? I try to keep everything diverse. I feel like that's the most professional thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we go from brain to paper, paper to manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of, smaller steps in between yeah. but i'm curious like when you go from your design to manufacturing mm -hmm. like how long does that cycle take because i know it's not it's never the first one that comes back you're like oh this is perfect or is it uh, how does that work it depends on um how experienced the manufacturer is mm -hmm. um so like what do you have to give them do you give them like patterns or like materials like how does 
Like when you go from design to like getting it made, what's that in-between look like? Um, the in-between might be, okay, I want, I want this piece. Okay, well, they'll send me all of the, um, the, the um, color palettes that they have for the piece. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? They might send me the color patterns. They might send me the um, different types of materials that they can make the piece in. Okay, so I want mm, this. Co- okay. I want this color pattern. I want this material. Okay. So yeah. you give them color, all that stuff, shape, yeah. and they go back with different patterns, yeah. like swatches and stuff, so you can feel it, see how different colors fit together, and then you send that back, exactly. and then they make it. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's dope too. It's, that's that's the just seeing something come to life is just mm-hmm. the best part of just being like self-invested you know what i'm saying whether it's shooting this and then editing and watching mm-hmm. it you know what i'm saying yeah. or working out on the move and then actually doing it in the game is just the the, the, the the productivity of just the outcome is just the best part about it yeah because it takes a lot of practice like especially you as an athlete understand that like just the hours you spend in the gym doing something over and over and over and over and over and nobody's watching and all they see is when you do it in the game they're like oh snap like that was hard but they don't see all of the work that happened before then. So for you, like you're not even really concerned about the moment as much as you are feeling good about all of the work that it took to have exactly. that moment. So that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. For this collection that you did, how long did it take you to make it? Um, From start to finish, ideation, designs, manufacturing, going back and start forth. Start to finish, and it getting probably in. took me about, I wanna say about like, Two months. That's it. Yeah. From um, having all of the clothes in bulk in hand and ready to ship. Two months. Oh, uh, to ship? Nah, mm-hmm. it took about three. Still, yeah, like for all of the for all of the pieces. Yeah, it took about three months. That makes sense though, because yeah. there's different uh, seasons of fashion, right? Like fall, winter, and spring, summer, that type of thing. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Amen. So this is does this fall into any of those categories, or are you just going on your own schedule? As far as what. Like spring, summer, fall, winter, like the tra- aren't there traditional like seasons for fashion where these houses drop collections? Yeah, so most 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 of the time, a lot of um a lot of clothing lines they come out with a fall, winter, a summer, um, and a um a fall, winter, a summer, mm-hmm. and a autumn. That's gotcha. it. So yeah, but um, what was your question again? I was asking, does your brand follow that schedule or do you just make Yeah, my brand follows that schedule for okay. sure. Yeah, my brand definitely follows that schedule. Like right now I'm walk- I'm working on my um my summer collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the summer collection is almost done. So So you're almost done designing or almost done getting it to you? Uh everything. So yeah. the di- designs are done. Yeah, the they've been sent to the manufacturer yeah. and then you've gotten the swatches bag and yeah. so they're producing it now. Absolutely. So you're just waiting to get it in Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. And when yeah. is all that dropping? Do you have dates or anything yet? Uh, yeah, we got a couple dates. Uh, we just not sure on, you know what I'm saying? We still just trying to make everything make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's going to release pretty soon, though. Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying? It's, I feel like there's a time period on when every drop has to be just mm-hmm. so that you're prepping you're prepping for the next drop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we dropped in February. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, What's, it's March now. Yeah, we yeah. dropped our spring drop in February. You know what I'm saying? That's because if you buy these pieces right now, you'll be able to wear them in spring, which is mm, gotcha. March and April. And then mm-hmm. by March and April, you're getting ready for the summer. After March and April, you're getting ready for the summer. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty simple if you you just do your research, you know what I'm saying? And just stay down, you know what I'm saying? And just don't buy into all the negative things that come with it. Because there's going to be negative things that come with it. 
that's what people don't tell you. Like you mm -hmm. might reach out to a certain rapper or a certain athlete or a certain entertainer and they might not respond to you or they might tell you, oh yeah, I'm gonna wear it. Or they never wear it. Or they might tell you, you're gonna get, you know what I'm saying? They might tell you that they're gonna meet you here and they don't meet you there. You know what I'm saying? It, those are just, just yeah. the, the cons of being self-invested. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You, you're gonna have to reach a certain level to get the respect from everybody. You know what I'm saying? What's been uh, one of the most memorable, disappointing situations, if you don't mind sharing? What's one of the most memorable disappointments? Because um, we always talk about like, what's some of your favorite like moments, what are you most proud of? But I feel like we don't talk enough about the stuff that doesn't work. And people just assume that there's only good moments. For sure. So like, what's something that you can easily look back on that's like, I really wanted that to work and it didn't. And now that you're past it, you see what it did for you. Uh, Not selling out. Mm. Like I always want to sell out. The, like, what does that mean? Explain a little bit more about what selling out <clears throat> for you means. Like when I say sell out, I be wanting to sell out all my pieces like the first day or two. Gotcha. Selling I thought out. something different initially. You know how people say like, oh, that rapper sold oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking initially. But no. not selling out, yeah. selling the whole collection selling out. Selling the whole collection out. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because I know there's people doing it. Mm. And I get inspired by people who do it. So if I know that he's doing it, why can't I do it? Gotcha. So that's what keeps me going. That's mm -hmm. what I'm like, okay, my, it ain't sell out this time. I know it's going to sell out this next collection. You know what I'm saying? But in the moment, it's disappointing. Because do you expect it to yeah, sell out? for sure. Because of, yeah. the, because of the feedback that I get from it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But you got to understand, like, when, you, when, you, when you're doing something with your name attached to it, or just being a self-investor in anything, you have to understand, like, it's two sides of it. It's people who really going to back up what they're saying, and it's people who not. You know what I'm saying? It's people, you might, like, let's just say a rapper, right? You might be rapping something. You might show this rapper your song. Okay, bet. I'm, I can't wait to that drop. I'm going to support it. I'm going to post it. As soon as you post it, ain't nobody posting it. They ain't reposting it. They ain't supporting you how they was. That's just the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't let that get to me. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Because it's my passion. I do it for fun. Right. I don't care if I get paid for it or not. I'm still going to do it because it's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Making a living off of it is just a plus in my eye. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that was that that part, that's the most disappointing thing is not selling out. I thought I feel like I should, and I feel like I am. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It makes sense, but it's gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna happen, absolutely, because you want it to happen. Yeah, for sure. That's all you need. That self belief. Yeah, and that self belief will help you push past every barrier to get to that goal. Is what I'm learning. But I do so, have like way more like like wins than losses with it. That's I'll great. That. I love absolutely you for sure. Like the relationships that I create with people. I do have great sales with my clothes, you know what I'm saying? It's just like not up to my standard that I wanted to do, of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, um, the relationships that I create create um, off of my off of my clothing line is is that's the dope man. That's one of the dopest parts, man. You know what I'm saying? And people just getting familiar with your brand, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because for a minute, people just know me as who, who I am. Right. But when somebody can just oh, did I step out of here, like. Okay, nah, that's that's dope. You know what I'm saying? It make you feel good because mm -hmm. it's you know what I'm saying it's just not you. It's just it's your brand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody probably not even know who I am, but they know my, my the brand. My, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's the best feeling. Mm. Yeah. Man, there's someone out there I already know who's watching this. Who's like, I see what this man is doing. I want to do that. I'm 15. My my they've been you know clowning this t-shirt brand. I have a t-shirt brand. How do I go from t-shirt to that? What would you talk to? What would you say to that person? 15 year old. That's like. I want to have a successful brand that stands out. What does it take to create great clothes and to push out clothes that people want to wear? What does it take? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I would say that it takes time, first of all, because 
you can't do nothing that you're not knowledgeable of. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? First, you have to gain the knowledge. And gaining knowledge takes time. It was, I started Von Oliver in 2021. Von, hold on, pronounce it again. I want to make it's, some pronounce. It's called Von Oliver. Von Oliver. Yeah. So not Von Oliver. Nah. Von People Oliver. think it's Von Oliver because my last oh, name is Oliver. Oh, yeah. It's I see I. now there's an I. Yeah. Von Oliver. I yeah. said it wrong earlier. My bad. No, Von good. Oliver. Yeah. But continue. But um, I started Von Oliver in 2021. Me and my homie was just playing. Von, we just playing the game. Like, bro. He telling me, like, bro, we need to do this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, bet. So we started it. And um, <clears throat> we was just coming up with the designs. And um, I never... I never had the courage to put nothing that I was coming out with out because I'm like, nah, bro, that's not, that's not it. I'm not, I'm not putting this out, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? People already like gravitate towards me the way I dress. So I feel like it would be a letdown to me mm. and to everybody who supports me if I just put out like some, you know what I'm saying? Anything, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I just kept waiting and just kept like, um, just, just gaining knowledge about everything. And then we released some hats and um, they did pretty well on sales. Yeah, we sold out of all of them, mm -hmm. and then um, yeah, we just released this. So, so the hats were first. Yeah, the hats and then were first. This collection was next. Yeah, but this was. When the, did you start that? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. So you haven't even been. In, it looks like you've been in this for like six or something. Yeah, years, that's bro. what people always like tell the me. The quality of this, like, I know what it takes, and I can I can tell that, like, there was thought behind this. Like, you actually care about the craft of what you do. Like, I haven't even seen the other pictures, but from this, like, I can, yeah. Yeah. Like, you care about this, and you study, and it shows. Yeah, for it sure. shows. So, time would be one. Time would be one. Um, patience would be another. Because you, man, you're not going to get the result that you want. Eight times out of ten. It's people fortunate enough to drop something, and it blow up. You know what I'm saying? That's just the society that we're in, just because of the platforms that we have to available to us you know what i'm saying so but patience man that's the that's 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 why a lot of people fail because of patience a lot of people don't got patience to do what you know what i'm saying some of the stuff that they want to do in life and that's why it never happened you know what i'm saying so just being time patience and um thought actually put thought into what you're doing you know what i'm saying like i just said like i it was a plenty of times that i wanted to put out some of the designs that i was making but I just knew it wasn't time and it, the stuff that I was making wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's why I just stopped. I just continued to do research and continue to study on my craft. And once I did so, it, create, it, it, it allowed me to just elevate to a new level. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing to meet me and say, yo, I got a clothing line. Boom. But then once they like, you know, when people say, first of all, everybody got a clothesline in Atlanta. Let's That's just get that straight. That's why I smiled when you said it. Man, That's bro. why I smiled. Everybody you run into somebody in CBS. Bro, I like your fit. Oh, yeah, bro. Check out my clothing brand. <sighs> Go on now. All right, bro. I'm going to follow you on Instagram. It ain't nothing but trucking hats and, 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 and... The same pattern, bro. bro it's crazy. The ones that look like this. Yeah. And then with the camo... You, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. The, cam the orange camouflage yeah. and the regular camouflage. For Everybody sure. gets their blanks from the same place. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's, so it's crazy. And embroidered it back, bro. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Like... I be wearing them, though. I can't lie. Yeah, for I sure. I be wearing them. Yeah. I, I wear them sometimes, too. For sure, for sure. And some of these high-end brands, like, what's crazy is some of these high-end brands be doing the same thing was just they already got their name established so they can do whatever yeah they want with exactly their exactly yeah. and those do work like i'm not trying to like downplay all of like the business model of that and stuff there's mcdonald's right and then there's ruth's chris right there's this it's two different markets right yeah. and you're in the ruth's chris 
domain, right? When it comes to fashion. Yeah. But both work. Both work. But in order to even be McDonald's or Ruth Chris, you have to establish yourself as enough to take somebody serious. You know, for somebody to even eat your food. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So basically, yeah, like that's what it is, man. Just just put some thought into whatever you're doing, man. Like, cause that's the biggest thing. People only gonna take you as people only gonna take you as serious as you take your brand as being like an entrepreneur in in today's society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the biggest advice I would give to anybody that want to start anything up. People only going to take you seriously as you take your brand. That's great advice. Yeah, for sure. Last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up is just what it's like being an entrepreneur, you know? Like, we talked a lot about the creative, but we talked a little off camera about what it's like just being a businessman, like being in business for yourself. What is that like? Coming from professional basketball, you got checks from them, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have those anymore at right. the moment. So now you're doing everything. Everything is on your shoulders. So what is that like? Um, it's harder than what people think it is. Like people think it's harder. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure, for sure. People think because you don't work a nine to five that all your time is just available. <laughs> like that's the biggest yeah. misconception that people have on entrepreneurs, bro. Mm -hmm. Like just because you're an entrepreneur don't mean that you're a boss. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Say that three more times. Yeah, just because you're an entrepreneur don't mean that you're a boss. Yeah. It's a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who still have to answer to somebody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Real stuff. So, How do you go from being someone who answers to someone to being a boss? What's the difference to you? Say that one more time. What's the difference between being an entrepreneur yeah. and not being a boss and being an entrepreneur as a boss? Um, I feel like the, entre the difference between those two is simply... <clears throat> I'm the boss. This is my brand. I do what I want to do. And the difference between the, uh, okay, let's just say like this, right? Um, you can be a, um, a upcoming editor or, you know what I'm saying? A person who, you know what I'm saying? Make beats or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Um, you editing for someone, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or you making beats for someone. Right. So you kind of own a schedule yep. in, a, in a sense, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Versus, if this is my clothing line, everybody else is on my time or, you know what I'm saying? So I can do Following your vision. Following my vision. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I, everything is, a, you know what I'm saying? So that, and, and, and people think that that comes with less responsibility. No, mm. that comes with more, more. responsibility. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because when stuff isn't going right, it's all on you. You, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And there's been times where I was going through something in my life and I kind of like lacked focus. But then I had such a great team, they allowed me, they just came to me like, Martin, bro, this, this, you know what I'm saying? We with you, but this only go as far as you do. So whatever mm -hmm. you're going through, bro, you need to, you know what I'm saying? You got to snap out of it. And that's that's why I'm so thankful about my team. You know what I'm saying? And you need a team, for sure. Like, for sure. We just had a couple talks off camera. Mm -hmm. I was telling this guy, bro, like, bro, you too lit. Too lit, bro. Too lit, bro. This is the best videographer in Atlanta, bro. Too lit, too lit, and too lit, too lit, too lit. Thank you, bro. To not have a huge, huge, <laughs> huge production team and multiple, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thank you need you, a team, bro. And a lot of people like be feeling so independent in life mm -hmm. that they don't understand that. Like I'm about to get an assistant, you know what I'm saying? And I was telling this man off camera yeah. that I just got an assistant yeah. and it's changed my life, bro. 
changed my business life. Like, I don't mean that lightly. I know we're talking off camera, yeah. but just being able to offload the stuff that you don't want to do, or even that you're not good at, that just emails, scheduling stuff, producing for films, like finding locations and finding talent. I hate that, bro. Mm -hmm. I hate it. It's so boring, yeah. but it's necessary. Yeah. So I, I do it because it's necessary. Now that I have my assistant, I don't even like to call her an assistant because I feel like that word is, it doesn't describe everything she does mm -hmm. because she's like my right hand person. But she does all the emails, calendar, stuff like that. But just having another brain to think through stuff with, to just offload this stuff. And she's great at all this stuff that I don't like doing or that I'm not good at. Yeah. So that complimentary relationship helps a lot. Um, so yeah, bro, the book that I was reading, Buy Back Your Time, I'm going to stop saying that name because that man is not paying me. But <laughs> I'm going to say it because I want y'all to succeed, not this dude. But hey, I do want him to succeed though because he's helping me out. So I'll say it with no problem. Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. That is changing my business entrepreneurial life. And it's not like I had to spend a bunch of time doing it wrong because I left Google and then started and got the book pretty much right away. So if I didn't have that book, I would be very confused on like from the business side of things, what I need to be doing. Because we're great at the art. I'm great at directing. You're great at styling, fashion, all of that, right? But when it comes to being a business person, that's a whole different art that we're all kind of just, ah, what do we do? You know, yeah. so that's part of the reason why we're doing this, right? Is sure. to give some people some direction creatively and entrepreneurial right yeah. and that book is doing that for me so I, every person i talk to if you haven't read it you have to read it bro it's very easy to read it makes a lot of sense he talks about like putting a list of all the things that you do that is important for your business and you rank it and figure out what you like doing that makes you a lot of money what you don't like doing that doesn't make you any money you give that to somebody else it's very clear so yeah. i say all that to say get an assistant as an entrepreneur, if you can, sure. and everyone can afford an assistant. They got virtual assistants in the Philippines at like five bucks an hour, bro. Like it's mm -hmm. nothing. Okay. It's penny. So yeah, I know that. yeah, so look into that for sure. I wanted to hire locally just to like help people that I'm around, like build relationships, but there's nothing wrong with that either. Like you can afford what you can afford, right? Yeah. So it's all possible. So that's my spiel for the podcast. I always have one spiel yeah, at least, sure. but that's, that's the one I'm gonna leave it there. But yeah, man. Um, what I like to ask, or I guess what I started asking at the end was, if you had a megaphone, you was in front of the entire world, everyone, and they had to listen to you, what would you tell them? And they had to listen to me? What would you tell them? What would I tell them? First of all, I would introduce who I am. Okay. That's the first time I heard that. That's, I, I would, like that. I got to introduce who I am. Yeah. Because that's what this is about. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'm up here because y'all. I want y'all to know who I am. That's first of all. So I, first, I would introduce who I am, and then what I would simply just tell them is, I'm coming. Mm. Simply, like man, I'm coming. Like I feel it. I know it. I know it. I'm coming, and um, just wait and see. I'm coming. Just wait and see. And I probably just dropped the mic or something like that. <laughs> like real, like bro, like, and I don't mean to sound like like cocky or nothing like that or arrogant, you know what I'm saying? But man, bro, like, I just like what's crazy, bro. Like I have this yay persona, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? I think that's important though. Yes, bro. a lot of us have to. This is gonna sound crazy. We have to find our inner Kanye, bro. Yeah, inner bro. yay. Yes, not the craziness, but the one that's just like this man. If there's anything that you can say about Kanye, is that he believes in himself, bro. Mm -hmm. 
he believes in himself and nobody can take him off of that. Man. He's probably the most narcissistic, prideful person and that's probably where, why where he is. Among other things, working hard and stuff. For sure. But I agree with that. Yeah, I agree sure, with that. Bro. Find your inner yay. Find your inner yay, man. <laughs> you find your inner yay, man. I know y'all saw that documentary. You saw the documentary? Yeah, I did. Come I on, loved bro. it. I loved it. That's you why saw? I record everything, bro. That's why I got cameras everywhere. Yeah, bro. I'm recording my journey because I believe I'm going to be there too, bro. Come on, man. You I feel me? All the stuff that he went through, how much perseverance he had, bro. Yeah. How he never once cared about what nobody said and how many no's he got. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, bro, all of that stuff counts when you want to be great. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like some things are just meant to not be explained, just to be showed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's why I just like, man, I'm coming. Like, just watch and see. Like, I can sit up here and I can give y'all this, and I can say this, and I can say that. I can give y'all my pitch, but what good is my pitch if I leave this stage and then I don't do nothing? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Like, that's what would you say? Man. Oh, shoot. He turned it back on me. That's. Ah. I had to turn it back on the one time. What would you Shoot. say? Shoot. Um, if I had a megaphone, I could talk to everyone. Man, I would say really care about how you treat the people around you. That's really, really important to me right now. Everything. Like personal relationships, my relationship with my girl, business. Everything, I care about how we are treating each other. Because all of this stuff is cool. All this stuff we're doing is cool, right? It's great. But at the end of the day, we're working with people and we're, we have relationships and interact with people. And if we're not treating people right and valuing life and relationships and just wanting to impact people in a positive way, what are we doing it for? Because, I mean, uh, Shannon Sharp talked about it. That's a dude that be loud on the... Uh, we had the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure I got his name right. Um, he was just talking about that. I don't know if this interview was recent or not, but he was saying how like he never got married because he knew where he was going. He knew what he wanted. He knew he wasn't going to have time for that. So he was just building his career, right? Through sports, all that stuff, right? And he said, looking back, he regrets it now. Like he doesn't have any anyone to share what he's built and done with. Mm. And at this point, it's just kind of like, I mean, he'll find it eventually, I'm sure if he wants it, but it's just kind of like, and it's never too late, but I'm just trying to say like, both are important. Like what you said about having that confidence in yourself and saying I'm coming, that is super important. And I'll come with the yang, you got the yang, I got the yang, yeah, right? Sure. Like relationships are just as important. Absolutely. Like making time for the people around you and treating them right. Because when you get to the top, you want people that you can trust with you. And you want to be able to impact people in a positive way, sure. you know? Because you got tens of millions of dollars in the bank, Nobody to enjoy it with and nobody to really impact with it because you cared about the numbers over the people in the world, you know? Man, that's deep. So that's something that I really focus on in everything that I do. That's another reason why I'm doing this podcast is just to like, when I meet people, I'm like, I care about you as a person and what your journey is Man. enough to want to sit down and learn more about you and put it out into the world for free so Man. people can become better people and better humans through what we're doing, sure. right? So... That's what I would say, but I would say it in less. No, I wouldn't. Let me not lie on the camera. I was about to say I would say it in less words, but Lord knows, bro, I talk a lot. I can talk a lot. So, so what? Yeah. Do you, how do you feel like the crowd will react to what you said? Everything I just said. Yeah. That's a great follow-up question. I feel like 
people, some people will like it. Other people will be like, no, I'm about this money. I, mm. I just mixed reviews, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's how it is with any opinion. You know, if you if you had the whole world in front of you, I feel like it would be 50-50 regardless of what you say. Sure. Because people are going to believe what they believe. They have their own life experience. And I feel like we should be empathetic to that. Because if I went through all of your life experience, I probably would think and do the same things you do. Mm. So whether they're right or wrong, I can at least acknowledge and respect the fact that you're just trying to do your best like everybody else is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. I feel like people would look at you, though. It'd probably be, to be honest, it probably wouldn't be 50-50. It'd probably only be a few people that are like, I see it. And everybody else yeah. would be like, what is this nigga talking It'd be about? quiet. Nobody would clap, nothing. Yeah. But, but it, like would be, it would be okay because people will remember that. Mm. I would be the only person to go up there and do that. Nobody, and that would be probably the most memorable thing. Probably one of the most memorable things. Like, yeah, some guy who just came up here and said, remember him, but we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I remember that. A few months later, oh, this the guy that came up on the stage and said that. That's why he said that. And that's what I do it for. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm coming. I know I'm coming. I believe you, bro. Yeah, I mean, sure. you're already here. Yeah. I mean, it's not up there anymore. It's yeah. in the PlayStation uh, Journal. Yeah. But I think that means it's time to go. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Martin Oliver, appreciate you, my Appreciate boy. you, brother. For welcoming me into your space. Know that, man. Anytime. I know it's, uh, it's very personal. So I appreciate you welcoming. Not just me, but everyone else. Yeah, know? for sure that, man. Anytime, this will be man. the first of many conversations. Yeah. Because right? we didn't even talk about designers. We didn't talk about Virgil, nothing. Yeah, Virgil yeah, yeah. is someone I really look up to. I mean, Absolutely. got the, the rough, wet, wet grass yeah. on the floor. So I feel bad stepping on it with my shoes. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, that's cool. So you'll be back. Yeah, you know but that. Thank you for being here. I'm glad everyone got to get introduced to you. So we'll put your Instagram on the screen and all that stuff. For sure. It was already on the screen, but go ahead, drop it Located again. in Atlanta too, man. So if y'all want to work, y'all want to connect, y'all want to network, anything like that, man, I'm here. Open arms too. I don't want y'all to think I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Closed-minded. I'm here. And I'm new too. I just moved here too. So let's get it going. Let's network, man. Let's build. All right, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. All right, y'all. That was episode number four of the Rags to Richness podcast. I truly hope y'all enjoyed and or edified in any way through this, whether in a small or really big life-changing way. My goal is to do that in every single episode is to touch at least one person and give them some motivation or direction on this crazy creative entrepreneurial journey that we're all on. If this helped you and you know someone that this can help, someone that this will be relevant to, share it. That's all I ask. You don't got to subscribe to me. You don't even got to like the video. I know that's going to do good for YouTube's algorithm. I don't care about that. I know this is going to reach the people that it needs to reach through us, through you. So if you can think of someone that this would be directly helpful for, go ahead, press the little share button down below, copy the link, text it to somebody, email it if you have to. Um, and help join this movement of us creative entrepreneurs this morning, I'm making blessed. more sense Stepped of the this bed, life man, I cannot stress to the guys that got my Sunday best I'll see y'all in episode Sunday, I just like the dress I think I'm hot man I must confess day, so I don't care if you are not impressed self-driven swag is autonomous stop all the hating you look a mess woke up this morning I'm feeling blessed stepped out the bed man I cannot stress to the closet got my Sunday best it's not Sunday I just like the dress I think I'm hot man I must confess so I don't care if you are not impressed self-driven swag is autonomous stop all the hating you look a mess